Hello, everybody. Cut off edition of Stag and Pennies from the Roval Recap. Coming right up, AJ Almendinger is undefeated in the Xfinity Series. That guy is unbelievable. And Christopher Bell throws a Hail Mary and catches it to punch his way into the final eight. We are locked in, but our defending champion is out. We're going to break down why that happened. Pit Road Boats and Woes, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, and Ross Chastain all had issues, and we're going to the Sin City. So buckle up. This is Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. And we're in it. Hello, friends. I am Corey the Joy, driver of the number seven Chevy Camaro, joined by a fellow kickball champion, arguably the most decorated kickball player in North American history, Mr. Ryan Flores. That's what I've told everybody. Every I've Tell let everybody why. know. Well, we started kickball, I don't know. We Eight were, years I'm ago. a seven-time champion. You started the year after. Yeah. So you'd be a six-time champion, so I got you by one. Yeah. Technically. So if it wasn't for you starting a year early, I'd be the most decorated kickball champion. We'd be tied. <laughs> we would be tied. We'd be tied. But you put on your own event, so that's a that's that an accolade true. I don't get. That is dude, super fun event. Uh everybody who came out and supported the kickball classic. Wanna do a shout out to you guys. Shout out to Chuck to my right and Jonathan Merriman, Ice Cold Blue Mountain takes to my left for commentating it, Chuck. Uh Good news. We got some good feedback from the from the YouTube, right? Yeah. Good numbers. I think it's good numbers on YouTube. I mean, Merriman and I had fun watching y'all play. It was a good time. We wished we had two more innings to call. Yeah. We were having that much fun. Yeah. I think we might bump that championship game up a couple innings because guys are just starting to have some fun. We had a bunch of great guys out there. Austin Sindrick had a monster boot on him. Also, I heard Noah Gragson had three home runs in that in that other game across the way. But Did he puke after everyone? I think he did. I <laughs> oh. think he sprayed chunks over third baseline. But we raised not quite 200 grand from what I understand, but pretty close. All 100% of it went to the YMCA and Samaritan's feet. Man, that's just a fun day. I am smoked. I burned 9,970 calories. That's a big day. On Thursday. I needed a nice bath. And I, I probably was... ate 800. Did you see anybody on Sunday morning like driver intros that was still sore? Uh, Bubba was Bubba was certainly ginger. So the next day, I drove to the uh, gas station and grabbed four bags of ice and dumped them in my tub and had an ice bath. And yeah. it was just with a doctor order. Uh, I, the, on Sunday, so I looked at pit road map and I realized we were next to the one car guys from track house and I have been talking crap to them all year. Cause they've been talking equally, if not more crap back to us. Yes. Because maybe they were, they might've been leading last year on a game we were playing against them, but they forfeited because of rain. Anyway, I showed up Sunday morning to the racetrack with both gold medals on They were in the pit box next to us and caused the scene. Hey, <laughs> you boys want to see what gold medals look like? I told them they could look, but please don't touch. Oh, because we have with us in here in studio back, but this time he belongs to us. This time the Bronzedale, it might live here. That's the thing. It's a good spot for it because I don't win a whole lot of trophies, guys. So I'm going to display this one with some pride. What do you think, Chuck? I mean, is this good backdrop? I think it's a good backdrop. It's a nice color, uh, blends in a little bit with the background, but you know, it, I freaking nice. earned that thing. I was smoked. Shout out to the built ballers for taking our back to back kickball classic championship. Uh, but the team sheets with R Rich Froning, the Jimmy Johnson across fit, they duped me a little bit. 
Did, did you see what happened? No. Freaking Joey. So I was rolling these guys lollipops because you want to kind of get the ball going. You want to see some guys hit some home runs. It's We're putting on a show, yeah. right? So Rich, the first time he comes up, blasts a home run. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, man. Like I got hit – I got kicked the home run off of by the Jimmy Johnson at CrossFit. So – but the next couple of times he came up, I was like rolling hard to him. And he popped out once. He fouled out once. So they knew that I wasn't going to roll him easy once. So we start the top of the inning, and we were, we were down by one or two. And Joey's standing there like he's up to bat or up to kick. I'm like, Joey, you up? Yeah, she roll me a good one. So I roll a nice lollipop one in there because I'm a good friend. And Rich Froning comes out from behind him and blasts another home run. I wasn't even mad about it because it was so smooth. Uh, but it was cool just to see the camaraderie. Rutledge would come out. Frankie Muniz, little guy, comes out. Oh, he was good. He's Dude, he had fast. wheels. Fast. He could get the ball in play and get down the baseline. So he's trying to get a little NASCAR career going. Hey, if he can drive as good as he can kick ball, man, he might be all right. Larson was really good. Larson caught every single ball that went his way except that playoff ticket. <laughs> he did not catch that oh, one this weekend. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, Brutal. They're gonna be so mean. It, did you check on Cliff Daniels? Is he okay? Today? I saw him. Like, I saw him when I was leaving the garage. He was doing an interview. I don't know if it was for race for the championship or what, but he kind of just gave me the look, like, "Not now, dip." <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them. Well, I think he always. Gives They're in the owners' yeah. championship, though, which you know, it's not a drivers' they championship, are. but I don't know the the difference between a crew chief and, and a driver in terms. Of sure, that the way that they're, I like, I wonder different places how the bonuses are structured. Yeah. Because I mean the 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 owners' the championship mon- pays the more tied to the owners. Man, that's where it's coming from. But like last year, right? You wouldn't know it, but the twenty-two won the owners' championship in Xfinity, but Daniel Hemrick won the won the championship, the drivers' championship. So it's it's something that happens every year in Xfinity and a lot of times in truck. Now it is confusing for the broadcast to lay that out there, right? It is. So for all intents and purposes, Kyle Larson's not racing for a championship, for a drivers' championship. We probably need Bob Pockers to sit here and explain it to us what all he can do because we have the 45 in there. 45's out. 45's out of the owner's championship. The 12 car is not in the owner's championship at all. The the best he can finish in points is 17th. Is 17th owner's championship, but he's in the driver's championship. But he could win the championship. He can win the driver's championship. And only get paid 17th place money. For the owners. Correct. Yes. So as if the 12 car makes it, to Phoenix, which he's looking pretty good. Then he was the fastest car at that. He was one of the fastest cars. We uh, were the fastest second day, I believe. Ryan Blaney was the fastest the first day of that of that organizational test in Martinsville. So Ryan Blaney has as good of a shot as anybody to win that Martinsville race. Yeah. So that being said, if he makes it to Phoenix and wins the race, then there is a good chance there. There is a one hundred percent chance that somebody else. Wins the wins the owners, but there there's also a chance that you know the person who wins the race is in the owners championship. So it's going to be a little bit of a mix up. It won't be that hard to uh, understand something that happens pretty much every year in the Xfinity series. Wild, wild stuff. Christopher Bell, interesting, uh, interesting comments made in the media this week. Did you see those, Chuck, about the revolving door in the twenty? I missed those actually. Jonathan didn't see him. What I, the hell do you guys do all day? I I didn't, care I, he said that he hears all the chirps about people saying that he's going to get fired and how the 20 cars are revolving door drivers, and it's just another seat for the next Toyota development kid to come in. I feel like he's earned his spot. He's going to be there for a while. He's one Danny's of the races out. as Eric Jones. Kyle's dude. is out. Uh, Martin Truex is out. I mean, he's going to be 
he's going to be the veteran guy over there here in the next two years. Well, Denny's uh, Denny's going to be around for a couple of years. Truex is out. Obviously, Kyle Busch is out. And then you're going to have Tyrone Gibbs in there too. And I'd also say that his his run here in, in the later part of this season has, has put him in a pretty good spot to be a championship contender, like a, a legit contender. When you look at where he's winning, when he's winning, I mean. Certainly the, certainly the most consistent Toyota. Yeah. He's a sleeper, and well, he's doing it with a pit crew that the 23 team did not want. Well, I don't think that's reflective of, of anything that Christopher Bell's doing inside or outside of the race car. I think it has everything to do with how Joe handled Joey and how Joe handled Eric Jones, who had just as many wins in that 20 car. Granted, one of those is a clash win. As Christopher Bell has, I mean, I think he only has three. Uh, so, and Matt Kenseth. Well, Matt Kenseth had but, a lot more than that, but, but they saw that shit he pulled in Martinsville, so that's why they got rid of him. <laughs> Sent him down the road. Well, yeah, and it was interesting on backseat drivers this week. Kyle Petty said, "You know, we may not know it for another ten or fifteen years, but this win could be that moment for Bell." Where it's like, "Oh, that's when it clicked. That's when he became that guy." Mm. Yeah, but how many? How many times do we say that about guys? I mean, listen, he won the race off a tire call. Adam Stevens won that race. Now, Christopher I, Bell's driving the car. I didn't really – so Adam, what, was, what was the call? Let Adam Stevens brought him down pit road, took four tires. He, so on he, that, was, he started – so he – Basically, where? Uh, 14th, I think. Yeah. Okay. I, and then – so the restart happens. He makes his way through the field. I think he races his way up to, to third or fourth. Caution comes out again. All hell breaks loose. Gets the outside pole. Go. Yep. And rifles yeah. by Harvick. Yeah, he got by a couple of, like, the 16. Tires were worth nine. a lot. Yeah. Well, but, but, like, the 16 roots the nine. Right. right? The eight roots. Then the four just disposes of the 16. Yeah. Then the eight gets under the nine, and the nine comes down, and the nine's Good. gone. Yeah. And at that point, you know, the 20 car is just on better tires. Like you said, you were on better tires there. The last, the yeah, last green checker. And 30th just, to 12th. And not to take anything away from Christopher Bell. I think he's a good race car driver. But. It helps Adam, tires. Adam Stevens' call to bring him down, put tires on there, won that race. It's team sport, period. That, that's, that's, team, yeah. it's team sport. I mean, you you got to make those calls to be in position at the end to get the win. I mean, Blaney is a good example of that. How many years ago was that now? Five years ago? Yeah, the, the, uh, the you know, initial, firstly, you know, the, the inaugural. Yeah. That's what I'm looking the for. Inaugural the inaugural robot. Yeah, I mean, like, would you rather have that win fall into your lap because somebody else made a mistake? Dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah who cares? Got to be in position. Yeah. Who cares? Got to be in position. And I just don't think it's like, it's not a career-changing moment. For but, you know well, something? it could be if he wins a championship, then it's hell yeah, it's a career-changing moment because now you're a champion. Can we just, like, move a little bit away from this topic for a moment and just talk about, like, this narrative on Twitter of people think these cars are, like, can we explain why – there's not a lot of passing and why that even though you're on it, like people watch the race. I see it on Twitter. People think that the cars are easy to drive because you're not sliding them. You're not spinning the tires. You're not sideways in the braking zone. When everybody has the same parts and pieces and relatively the same setup, the dis disparity in speed is going to be a lot less. So the days of Chase Elliott driving from last to first every fuel stop because he's not flipping the stages at a roval or at a road course are over because the drivers are getting better. The setups are relatively close. Now, there's some better cars. There's some guys that make a little bit better damper grip. But when you are – when the gap between first 
and 30th is half the distance that it was, it's going to be harder to pass. It's going to be twice as hard to pass. And dirty air, even in the braking zones, affects your car. And also, the thing that really irritates me is when people are like, well, the cars aren't out of shape. You guys aren't sliding around. Well, hey, you're not supposed to slide around. The more you slide around, the more you wear your out. The reason why we get paid a lot of money is to put the cars on the razor edge to apply just the right amount of throttle to not spin the tires. Just enough wheel spin before you light them up. Just enough right front slip into the braking zones. Like you are on the edge of braking traction, but you don't see a lot of guys mess up because they are professionals. That's why you see 35 wrecks on a Saturday afternoon, guys running into each other because they don't quite know what they're doing. You don't see as many stuff like that, things, events like that on Sunday. Well, I thought you guys handled, I mean, the entire first two and a half stages of that race were flawless driving from almost everybody out there. Yeah. Nobody was making mistakes. And it was actually nice to watch that compared to Saturday, people banging fenders and running into each other. Sometimes it's 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 fine to do and that. Then, the first, well, part, first part of the race was a snooze fest, but yeah. some well, tracks we go to, the cars aren't like who would have guessed. We went to the Roval because our last package didn't race quite good enough on a mile and a half. And now... You come from a barn burner of a Coke 600 to the Roval. Every everybody's obviously going to emotionally react about it. Well, but, but good news we for get them it is we're going to Vegas, and that's a traditional and mile and a half track. And we're going to Homestead, traditional yep. mile and a half track. It's not you're not going to see what you saw at Texas. It's the first time since since when? When's the last time we were at a track that had corners that similar together? <laughs> not Darlington. Kansas. Not Darlington. Kansas, 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 but yeah, which was a great race. Kansas was a great race. So there you go. You got two of those back to back. But Vegas, you know, Vegas and Homestead are going to be probably very different because Homestead is going to be. Oh yeah, on the fence. On the fence, guys hitting the fence. It's going to be a full team race, and you're not going to be able to pull much strategy. Now it's going to be pretty straightforward. Could we put some more horsepower in there? I mean, everybody says, "Oh, give them a thousand horsepower." Yes, but it's not sustainable. Engine suppliers don't want to do it. So there's too much red tape to cut through there. I would like to see the power-to-weight ratio be up a little bit because these cars are 200 pounds heavier than the last year's car, and they have more rubber on the road, uh, inch and a half of tire patch per corner. So I do think that we should have offset the power-to-weight and make it comparable to the older car uh, to induce a little more wheel spin. But then again, it's the same for everybody, and it's just harder to pass, and everybody's got the same stuff. It's just... Do you think what it, is. Um, it would be better suited for road course races to throw the green checkered for the stage but not throw a caution? Yeah. That way you can't flip the stages yeah. and it's a little bit more of a straightforward race. I agree. I've heard that I've heard a lot of that, so we'll see where, where that goes. But they've been talking about that for more than more than a year. Yeah. So, so. I, I think that that could be because it, cause it gets pretty straightforward, especially a race that runs green like that. The guys that are racing to be in the playoffs have to take stage points. If you do it there, it do, it, do it at Pocono too. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple places you can make a case for that to happen. But, yeah, so I'll, that was a rabbit hole that I'll, we'll <laughs> climb back out of. Uh, <laughs> let's climb into another rabbit hole, which that would be the drivers-only meeting that happened. More of a State of the Union address from NASCAR to the teams and more or less – so NASCAR, the really – Jeff Burton coordinated the meeting. NASCAR was happy to line it up. They show us the test results from the new rear clip that they've been testing. Uh, And just to assert the drivers and answer questions, John Padalak is the 
the safety guru over there at the R&D center, probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met, and just kind of walk through what they're doing, what they need to get to, and, uh, you know, some of the impacts that they've seen with Cody Ware's crash, with my crash at Talladega, uh, there was almost 40 G's, uh, and they were able to overlay my mouthpiece data that some guys are wearing. That's some of the things they're working on, where if you wear a mouthpiece and you get in a crash, they can tell how much uh, rotation and acceleration of your head. Now, what does the mouthpiece have in it? It's not just wearing Sensors. a mouthpiece like if you're boxing. No, no, it's like it's, a, it's like a hard plastic mouthpiece that goes in the roof of your mouth, and it has a battery, and it has sensors that are triggered by uh, a 4G hit, right? So anything more than 4Gs, whether it's vertical, which they call Z, um, forward or back or sideways, it's triggered. So when it triggered at Talladega, it could tell uh, how much my head rotated like this, up and down, forward and back. And then they know by the database of crashes that they've had, uh, whether it be crashes from drivers, IndyCar guys, uh, soccer players, football players, uh, all the collection of head angle and head trauma, they can plot your probability of getting a, a concussion. Right. So the probability since the fact I had the, my head up against the headrest and it didn't snap, uh, my probability is like 0.02 of getting a concussion. So... When, does your hair help with impact? I think it at does all? help cushion. Does it? So I recommend drivers to grow their hair out uh, to add a little more cushion. But the biggest thing is putting your head up against the headrest when you're about to get impact because they showed a slide where the if you have some gap between your headrest and it smacks up against the, the, the head support, it's like exponentially more acceleration on your head. Uh, and we saw that with Alex Bowman. We saw that with Kurt Busch. Uh, those guys, when they were backing on the fence, granted, back, rear impacts with this car are more than the previous car, which they're working on with a new clip design. Uh, but when that thing snaps back, I mean, you're gonna, your bell's going to get rung. Uh, yeah. And that's just what it is. And I left really frustrated. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Left really frustrated because a lot of guys want to raise their hand and ask questions as to why the process got us to where we currently are as opposed to asking questions of how do we get from here forward? Like they didn't even let NASCAR talk on what the changes they're going to make in the future, whether so it be you safer frustrated more with drivers. drivers because all the stuff that we talked about in the meeting, we have talked about since June in the driver advisory council and then relate it via emails to all the drivers and the questions that they're asking three months after We've sent it to them an email. They just say they don't read the email. So it derails the whole the whole meeting. Now, I understand wondering why the chain of communication was broke or why they thought this or why they thought that. But the, those questions have been answered for months now. Well, and chain I'll, of communication is broken if you don't read your email. There it is. It's there broken. it is. There's I, And then, you know, they want us to hold their hand and open their phone for them and show them what we're talking about. But, you know, the rear clip design has been – has been in motion since Kurt Busch's crash. It's not like they heard the comments of Talladega and be like, oh, shit, we need to build six new rear clips and test these this week. Those things have been built and in the works for months. Grand, you could always say we could should have done it faster, right? But this stuff takes time to line up test schedules and all the stuff. But it's not like NASCAR is sitting on their hands waiting for another guy to, guy to get hurt. It's just been bad luck in a lot of ways. And nobody, nobody – is it more of a, a risk or a detriment to seeing their competitors hurt than NASCAR is, right? So John Probst got 
choked up, man. He was like, if, like it really hurts for you guys to sit here and say that NASCAR doesn't care about safety. Like when we were designing this car, safety was above and beyond every other checkpoint of this car. And in every way for the outlier crashes, for the crashes like Cody Ware that are 75 Gs or more, it performs better than the old car, right? If Cody Ware wrecks in the old car, his the transmission is sitting on his ankles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, or if the thing flips over, the cage isn't going to crush in like Ryan Newman's crash at Daytona or Talladega for that matter. If you get T-bone in the door in this car, you're not going to have the guy sit on your lap. So in those outlier crashes, you're going to be okay. Now the rear clip stuff, right? Yeah. It's a, it's it's easy to sit back and say, "Well, just fix the rear clips." But the back of the cars are shorter because we wanted a quarter panel shorter because we all figured out how to get more side force with with big ass, you know, quarter big panels. Big ass spoilers. Big ass spoilers and big ass quarter panels we had. So the back of the car is shorter. And what, what there is was a it, box, what is inside the rear clip? There was a box in which the OEMs wanted to stay to keep the coupe style look, quote Correct. unquote. And then NASCAR had that room to work within, right? But now, with also the transaxle is longer, longer well, than the fuel the cells back there. The fuel cells back there, so they also have to co- take into consideration how much crush that thing gets. Because the worst thing that, than a concussion is a damn fire burn. Correct. So that so there's a lot more going on. You just don't design. You just don't fix the rear clip like overnight because there's a lot of stuff that has to get tested to make sure you don't puncture the fuel cell. Dude, they run thousands of tests through algorithms and. Uh, this software that cha- that runs every different combination of tube thickness, tube variation, location to find out and fit within the parameters they're trying to achieve. And uh, the new rear clip that they just uh, just tested takes about 50% of the G load away on a rear impact. They're going imp- to implement that from the start of the year and also continue to tweak on things. They, they've worked on the fire stuff in the rocker boxes. I mean, this is all a learning progress, right? Like, there's guys that are politicking. Well, if you just let the, let the teams design the cars and it, it'll be fixed. No, that's what we're trying to get away from, right? The guys who used to win six, seven, eight races a year, I don't blame them for wanting to, for wanting my team with 400 employees to build the cars. That's yeah. that's what we're trying to get away from here. We're a product of ourselves. I mean, you're, you're going through four left side truck arms a weekend. Right? Yeah, that's why we're where we're at. Right, we're throwing cars away after every race. You know, there's, there's a reason. Door tops down every race. There's a reason why we are where we're at. So, some guys might have felt it was uh, constructive. I did not. I felt like it was a knock on Jeff Burton, all the work he's trying to do on the driver's behalf, uh, because a lot of the stuff that was brought up and bogged the meeting down in terms of where we're trying to go with safety was just trying to answer questions that have been answered for two months now. Let's give the people what they want. What's that? What happened with dinosaurs? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I honestly don't know. He spun me out right on so, purpose. So let's start at the beginning. When was the first? You guys got had a run in at Coda. Oh, no, oh, that yeah. beginning, like going yeah, back like, to like the, start, oh, let's, let's start, start, start. Let's just start history of in full these. history because oh, it yeah. seems like there's just frustration there to begin with. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, so he wins the first stage at Coda. They don't flip the stage. They had the fastest car there going away. They don't flip it. We, we were the last car that flipped the stage. So we were like 18th. He restarts behind me. We are eight wide in turn one. I'm seventh and he's eighth. Somebody, Joey Hand, gets knocked, hits my left front, rips the wheel out of my hand. My wheel, my car goes into the left rear, swear, spins him out. Then he's sour. Why, is that why it's Joey Hand? What? Because of ripping wheel out of my hand. <laughs> Dude, our, our, dad, our dad jokes a bit. <laughs> so sloppy today. Oh. So, so sloppy. So spins him out there. He is like super mad that. I just cost him his day. Sure, buddy. Like, it's not the seven guys that were underneath. I mean, hey, if you've got the fastest car here and you think you win, flip the stage like everybody So else. he was just frustrated with you. He was frustrated with me. We talked about it. So go to Dover. We're having a good day. I was thinking I was running 16th or 17th, and he's on a restart, and he's, like, in, like, on the bottom. Not, like, underneath me on the bottom. Like, half a groove off the black. And just d- drives it in there two two car lengths deep, drives into my door, backs me in the fence, uh, and then that was over. Had the best had the best comeback ever though, because you said, "Oh, I texted him on Monday. I'm like, yo, where were you going?" And he just responds to the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I wasn't okay. mad. I was like, that was pretty. That you was disarmed pretty good. me. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but you weren't. You were gonna hit the fence if I was on the outside of you. So that's not the first or the second time we've had run-ins this year. So we. I don't know how I ended up getting in front of him. I, I imagine he was pretty good. I think he passed up front. Him. No. He might have flipped I'm, the stage. Or, he, uh, he, you we guys, flipped the stage. stage. <clears throat> There's a trend here. He didn't flip the stage. Well, because he He's going he for stage four. Yeah, he couldn't. So it's hard to pass the roll. And also that's a learn, learning experience for guys that might have thought they can drive back through the pack. Hey, you can't, right? Because it's narrow. The t- the The – Gaining tires from two laps to stickers isn't that much. So he ends up behind me. He was pressuring me for two laps or so. And there was a couple guys. I looked in my mirror, and he had some guys behind him. We're, like, in all in a bunch, right? Like, there's nobody I can pass. Like, you're just bumping the guy in front of you, and the guy behind you is bumping you. And the guy behind him is bumping him. So he seems to think that he had position on me a couple times in the infield and I chopped him and he was frustrated about that. And then simultaneously as that happened, his power steering went out, uh, which side note, by the way, he's in every single interview saying that he's the only guy in the history of the world that can ever drive that car and finish the race with it. The same issue that he had with a seal leaking and pissing all the fluid out and then it'd come in, dump more fluid in, you'd lose power steering and it would gradually go down. I had the same issue at Sonoma. And I finished the race. 
So, uh, granted, he won the race, but he had power steering. I finished the race with the same issue, so I hate to tell him. I hate to break the bad news for him. Uh, there's two people in the history of the world that's finished the race with the same problem. Uh, but that's neither here nor there, Chuck. But it is impossible to drive these things when they get down on fluid. Way less possible than the, than like an Xfinity car, car of the race. So, so you get down, you walk over there. So he never. Well, wait a minute. Finish the on track. So there was never an instance in where he showed a nose to me into a braking zone. If he would have, I would have gave it to him because I know what he's going for a championship. But he drove in the back of you at one point. He hit me in the back in the middle of three and four, like that under the bridge. Everybody's that up on the paint, right? He yeah. gives me a shot. Okay, we're going. We're racing, right? So beyond that, after that, I drove away. I think he started losing his power steering or whatever. And then there was another instance where uh, I'll talk about Ross Chastain later. That was the last I saw of him. Like he got smaller in my in my rearview mirror. I'm like, all right, well, he burned the stuff up or whatever happened. So I drive off. We had a decent day, and I'm just riding around, logging laps. Um, and I catch him. He's going really slow. I don't really. I, I had no reason why. Nobody told me why. I just thought he was riding around slow. If he was like down a cylinder, I just assume he was down a cylinder. So I catch him into the last chicane there. Next thing I know, I'm sliding backwards. And I'm like, this son of a bitch just dumped me. So it stalled. I fired up. And I pull back on the racetrack, and it's got a couple big flat spots. Just and I was like, all right, I'm coming to you. And I see him, and I see he's still slow, like way up there. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, give me a couple laps here. I'm going to catch him. And I said, I think we're going to have a little fiesta. So I catch him. <laughs> That's what you said? Yeah. <laughs> And the whole time I was thinking, I was like, all right, if I catch him here and wreck him, did he lead with the right or the left hand if Phoenix with McDowell? I was trying to think about it. So that. that's actually going through your head as you're yeah. driving the car? Yeah, it's like, all right, where am I? One, if I catch him in this corner, am I going to right rear him or left rear him? If I catch him into one, do I push him straight into the wall? Like, it just all depends situationally where you catch him. Well, because, like, that was going to be one of my questions. And I also, like, there's a difference between, like – Stuffing somebody in the fence and trying to kill him. I didn't want. I didn't want to kill him. I just want to rattle his cage a little bit. But like, if you're thinking which handedly lead with with the McDowell stuff, like, are you also thinking about the other times you have had run-ins on the track? Yeah, because no, no, I wasn't thinking about run-ins. I just think like Daniel a lot of times races with blinders on, and he doesn't see the full picture. Like he's very much about Daniel Suarez, always has and always will be. Now it's a selfish sport. I get it. He wouldn't understand why I stuffed him in the fence. He's been after three laps before that he spun me out. So I catch him down the front straightaway. I pick him up, and my plan was to push him all the way into the wall head on. Uh, but he was able to lock all four tires up, and like I was wide open trying to like push him into the wall. And he just slid like into like the kink of the dog leg, and then continued. And I let him like I lifted. I'm like, all right, like he's got. It. I'm done with him. Go around. We put tires on. Caution comes out. We got the dog, <clears throat> started in the back, and then drove to 12th once all the once all the chaos started. So end of the race, I see you walking over there. So I get out, right? Like I know he had to do media because he didn't make the playoffs, and I didn't want to let it fester, right? It's just like I respect Daniel. We've been racing for a long time. Let's just go. Like I genuinely wanted to figure out what he was mad about. So I walked down there, and I'm waiting off to the side for like six, seven minutes while he does media, and he gets done. And I'm like, Daniel, I'm probably four or five feet away, and he like looks at me like does one of those, like waving me off. And I was like, no, no, we're talking about this. 
he wasn't walk he wasn't walking very fast, so I walk up like kind of behind him on his right shoulder. I'm like, hey man, I just wanted to thank you for spinning me out there because that gained me about 14 spots in the end. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I'd have run about 25th if you didn't spin me out so I could come get tires. And he goes, you weren't racing smart, amigo. You did not give me the spot. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're racing. Like, what do you mean? You want me to pull over? No, you know what I'm racing for. I'm like, I got guys I'm racing for. I got 32 guys aspire I'm racing for. I got... M- I got guys on my cars paying a lot of money to keep this thing moving. And I got two kids to pay for, and them some are expensive. This, you don't know what I'm racing for narrative. Like, if you give, if you show a nose into a braking zone, if you are just out of line, I was going to give it to him. But the fact that he never got there enough to, like, attempt a pass, I wasn't just going to pull over and give him a bird. Like, hey, man, congratulations for being in the playoffs. No, we are racing. Granted, emotions are high, and pressure's high so you got to be mad at somebody when you don't make the make the next round i get it uh but i was the guy he was mad at and then um he's then he like says if you want to race like that we can race like that i'm like okay that's fine see you next week that was it you think people meanwhile kids want to get not knowing the situation (laughs) at all read the room pal they're kids they don't know Maybe it saved you from a fight, little kids walking. It didn't save me from a fight. It was over at that point in time, and then once he signed the autograph, he wanted to spark it back up again. Hmm. Well, he saw the kids were there, so he didn't. Maybe he didn't really want to fight. But I don't uh, want to fight either. I'm a lover, I'm not a fighter. Well, you're not going to fight over 27th. No, maybe I'm not trying to get punched the, in the face maybe for, for the win. You're no ball. doubt. You think like at what point do you think people are just frustrated because they see your car? Like when they're behind the seven, they're like, "All right, this thing's." Not fast enough to be in front of me. Get the hell out of the way. That's how it's always been. And yeah. at what point, like, what do you have to do to shake those that guys? Stuff? Those guys, a lot of them, like, if the seven's in front of them, they consider like they're having a bad day. Well, if right? it's the forty-eight in front of him, he's not frustrated, right? If it's forty-eight, he's racing him. If it's you, right. it's like get the f- out of the way. That's exactly what it is, and that just comes from being more competitive and racing up there more consistently. So guys aren't frustrated when you, like, those guys don't think that I weaseled my way into some track position and holding everybody up, right? Like it's, we're, if we're racing there more often and guys are more used to seeing us up there, they're gonna, not going to be as frustrated when I'm racing them hard. Yeah. You know? So it's it's hard, man. But, like, I'm not going to move over for these guys. Now, as you dwindle down to the round of eight, you dwindle down to the round of four, you are more conscious about those guys. And you give them more space, but I don't race any different around those guys than I have been all year. So there's that. So well, we might be enemigos right now. And here's this. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Two days ago, for those who are listening to the podcast right now. Yeah, well, we tape on Tuesdays, and one of the good things about taping on Tuesdays is that's generally when penalties are announced. And we've got one. Driver Cole Custer has been fined $100,000. The team has been assessed with the loss of 50 driver points and 50 owner points. Crew Chief Mike Shiplett has also been fined $100,000 and indefinitely suspended from NASCAR. Did they they <laughs> find them for – what did they find them for? Oh. How their kickball team was? They should have fined them for that because they Shiplett got that was, work. Shiplett was uh, GM in that thing. He was. He was talking so, too. It is uh, related to the incident Manip- towards the end of the – The manipulation uh, of the points. Yes. Which I'd be interested – They frown upon that. I'd be interested to hear what the radio communication was because – it was really weird. Like the forty-one was down on the apron, trying to pass the eight on the last. He got lap. he got pushed down there. Was, I was right behind. Yeah, 
Uh, I had a bird's eye view. And it took this 41 break so early into that back sh- chicane. It took Austin by, like, by surprise. Austin Dillon was right behind him. Like, and he was like, didn't have enough time to even react to go to the bottom and go around the 41 because, like, he was like, oh, like, is the 41 having a problem? And yeah, now they didn't penalize 14. 14 That's, smoked it into there. The 14 f- rifled it off in there. The 41 was short, substantially short. The 14 was long, uh, and he still made the corner surprisingly. And that was the difference. He made it by two, right? I mean, he two points. That was the difference. Yeah, it's funny that that Chase was the beneficiary of that because I think he brought up a good point this week. Uh, out of everything that kind of went through that whole drivers only meeting and all that was going on, he said, "Man, I just wish that if they were doing an appeal, they'd do it the week of the race." Mm. Because I went to Talladega and ran a whole different race, thinking the twenty four was out of it. Yeah, and then they won the appeal. Which, if you're it's Rick Hendrick, point. if you're Rick Hendrick. Your one guy gets back in, but it knocks your other guy out. Robin Peter to pay Paul there. Ball don't lie. Well, yep. if that's the case, 14's in trouble. <laughs> yep. No, that's how it works, man. But that's a big penalty, Chuck. It is. It is. A big one. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Two hundred grand total between Cole Custer and Mike Chiplett and suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's forever until they tell you you can come back. Which I assume is Daytona. Yeah. But but Cole Custer's not suspended, just Mike Shiplett. Just Shiplett, right? Yeah. Yeah, they frown upon that. They've uh they've got a black eye. NASCAR's had a black eye uh from that in an instance obviously at Richmond there with NWR. And that fifty point penalty will take Cole Custer from twenty fifth. Ding 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 down to twenty eighth at five hundred points. Oof. In between Harrison Burton and Tyrone Dillon. Big, big implications. Um, beyond just the overall bad, bad press that comes along with that, you hate to see it. Obviously, NASCAR looked at the SMT data from the 14 and the 41, radio communications. There are more tools than ever, whether it be in-car cameras, uh, for those guys to look at to really evaluate if you are not driving your car to 100% capability to help a teammate out. Now, I understand why you do it. I do. But there's code. Gotta have honor. Gotta have honor. Integrity. Dignity. Character. Character. Wisdom. Sportsmanship. And, uh, yeah, that was not good. So, with that penalty, there has been some comparisons between other teammates helping teammates win or progress. So let's let's break that down a little bit because we saw a tweet from Jeffrey Gluck that brings up a decent point. We can talk about it. Yeah, he says, curious to know what the difference is between this and other teammate assist situation we've seen that were ruled okay, like Elliott slowing down in front of Harvick for Larson to win at Bristol. All right, number one, uh, the reason why it's different is because just the radio communication – um, you know, when you try to manipulate, hey, slow down here, hey, break sooner here. What's the what's the radio communication <laughs> there? Where's the five at? I'll help him out. Well, so. I think the biggest difference between like the f- nine and the four was the nine was just really retaliating because he felt like he got put in the fence. He wasn't just a lap car that was out there swerving around like he was trying to get the four car back. But like 
I think it was irrelevant to whoever's running third. He just didn't want or second. He didn't want the fi- the the four to win the race. Now, it was a little bit extra incentive that the five won the race, another team car. Uh, but when you, without retaliation, without the fourteen wrecking somebody else, and then you retaliating to just say, "Hey, we need two spots here for the 14. Lift at the eight when you've been lift, lifting at the six all day. That's the stuff that they get they get sticky. But the optics of it were pretty terrible. Like what yes. the 41 did. Like even Dale Jr. on the broadcast, like the 41 throws a huge block. Like really, the 41 could have just missed the chicane, stopped, uh-huh. and let him by. Uh-huh. But it, the optics of it were pretty terrible. And that has something to do with it. Truly, like that, you look at how penalties are card, called in like the NFL, right? Yeah. If it's Some egregious, they'll call it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like you look at Bristol, right? Look at the 2311 cars with their power steering issues. And, you know, they parked one that they thought maybe try to get the 18 in. And there was some cars at the end that were wrecked that NASCAR went over to make sure that they were actually wrecked. They didn't just pull off the track that they, they had to make sure that there was an actual problem. So they weren't just trying to help their teammates. Yeah. That stuff happens, man. But don't put NASCAR in a position to make a call because they will lay the hammer down. Down. And they did it. Uh, We're going to lay the hammer down to Pit Road Boats and Woes right after this. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. And we're in it. Pit Road Boats and Woes. Was the race won or lost on Pit Road this week? Uh, well, you could say it was won on Pit Road because 20 car came in. They did their best stop of the day. Obviously not a great not a great day for the 20. They were down in 21st on overall average, but they did their best stop of the day on the last stop and come out the first car on tires. And uh, put themselves in position to give Christopher a shot. So just the little things like, let's just say the not, the 20 doesn't have a great stop, and he's the second car pit road. And he starts in a diff- in the opposite lane. Yeah. And his lane doesn't go, and he gets clogged up behind somebody that's not going. Like, the difference in the 20 lining up in that exact spot, in that exact lap, was the difference. Yeah, and, and look, you, you want to give your guy the best shot at it. Sometimes you... We've been in position, I think we all saw it at Bristol before we had the choose cone, where you would do a fast, like do a stop a little too fast and you'd be second or be first 
and you wanted to be second, be on the top, or Martinsville, vice versa. Now at the choose cone, that changes everything. Obviously, at the roval, at the road courses, we don't have choose cones, do we? No. So, but you get a little bit lucky, but you want to be the first one on tires. If they come in and have a bad stop and they're the fifth one on tires, they're sure as hell not winning that race. And that's the pit crew. Bubba Wallace fired. Let's be clear on that. There's the guys that all of them, all, all of them. So Jackson, not saying anything Jackson against, Hughes. not saying anything against Bubba, but kudos to those guys for being able to mentally overcome that, get back on the horse, and now they're you know pretty prestigious to be in the round of eight. No doubt, no doubt. Ross Chastain went to the garage. Was that a toe link? Too too tall. Too tall was in there. Too tall was out there with his his he looked a hero in a half shell. <laughs> This half shell helmet, yeah, I think it was a toe link or maybe an upright. <laughs> in a half shell. I saw him jump out there with his with his half shell helmet on, yeah. But what they do have to push it behind the wall for? Uh, they came in the toe link. They came in, popped the right rear off, looked at it. They weren't on DVP because they didn't bring caution out, so they're not on the damage vehicle policy. So they say, okay, we see what's broken. Be quicker to do it in the garage. Pull it to the garage, fix it there, and they come right back out. How many laps they lose? You know, maybe five or five to ten. Yeah. But, yeah, they got back out into the race and uh, kept it going. So back to uh, – and we'll progress to Larson here, and we can talk about what his issue was. The in-car camera his that they clipped and put on NASCAR, they show him, like, in the middle of uh, – what is that? So six is the right-hander. It goes down the hill, back up to the left. Seven and eight is up onto the big track. So these tires are peeling off a lot of marbles, like – specks of rubber that collect outside the racing groove it happened to me once and i about did the same exact thing the one and the five did you're on the verge of like chattering the left rear there you're on the verge of, of grip and you're trying to keep the left rear underneath of you but if you lose it uh it'll just swing and you end up with your lefts like in those marbles and the five committed down the hill like you had the same grip with with fresh tires or slick or, or clean tires rather and literally just all four tires slid right into the fence yeah yeah tough day now, i think the one did the exact same thing it was really easy to do just because those tires that were peeling off a lot of marbles uh if you get it up there man you are really just trying to clean your tires off the next two or three corners and if you rifle it in there in the next corner that's what happened to the five and which is absurd man because you ask 30 drivers in the garage who has the most talent in the garage is Kyle Larson, right? And even Kyle Larson, Rain and Champ, can make a mistake like that uh, and end his day and end his championship run. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, their team passed the most cars on pit road for the day. So it was kind of a weird race to to read that because it's only calculated as far as caution flag pit stops go, but they had good ones. They were uh, P4 on the day, so everything they could possibly do. But even with that, when you go and execute, there's a lot of mistakes that can happen. The one car, same thing, drove into the fence. It wasn't a – everybody just automatically assumed it was an issue with the car. It turns out the car does break when you drive into the fence. The wall is harder than the components. Yep. The you four, don't want to hit the wall. 48 wins the day. The Hendrick teams continue to have found and maintained speed on pit road during the playoffs. Corey's old pit crew. Corey, Some of them. I think they broke up. I don't think they, they broke the that together. back up again. Yeah. Yep. But uh, but yeah, forty-eight, the four and the two were your top three from the weekend. The what? So the two car, two car. They, man, they they had a day. They they wanted the ball. They, they I think Pat Gray said it best. Third and fifteen, give me the ball. I'm going going for first down here. Go they, long. Don't give it to Baker Mayfield. Speaking of football, Joe Gibbs, his team, the eighteen team, still lives, still nice, leads the mechanics. Nice where, uh, look at you, professional yeah, podcast. Still leads the mechanics. Where numbers over uh, 
over the 24 and the three car. Get your tickets. They're all they're all in the in the hunt. Hey, for... they got no tickets at the kickball tournament, bro. They got worked on. All of them got beat. They all got beat by us. I feel bad. Do you? I feel bad when those guys, you know, with their big their muscles, muscles and their tattoos come and they gold just, chains just can't hang. Sorry, can't do it. They try, they just can't. You Didn't should work. get like gold chains for your gold medals. No, you saw the big boot chains we had. Right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice addition. You had to earn that thing. You had to kick a bit. You had to kick a homer to get that big boot chain. Yeah, but you didn't do them in the celebrity game. They were we out ran out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna have more big boot chains next year because you needed one for Cindric. Cindric was had boots. well. He was he, in the. He, he was had in... Himalayan steel toe hiking boots. Well, you need had. you. You gotta re, you gotta revise the rules. You gotta have tennis shoes next year. That's cheating. He was mad that. Oh, I, dude, have you seen my man run? <laughs> Dude, tell him what tell him what he told you the Look next like day. Like a newborn horse. No, he was mad at me today. About I, what? I said, uh, I said, yeah, everybody's gonna wear boots next year. Why's it got to be the boots? Can you guys not just say that I'm that I'm good at something? I'm like, I'm a good kickball player. I'm like, nah, I think he it's said, the boots. He said he came to him. He goes, I think that was the first time in my life my dad was proud of me. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> I'm like, you won the Daytona 500. He's like, I actually made my dad proud. <laughs> Kicked a home run in kickball. <laughs> Made Three, of proud. Three of them. He Three, said he's, yeah. he he reminded me today that he had five of their ten runs. He was proud today in the, yeah. he, in there getting worked on because hey, he was hurting. Right, hey, rightfully so. He yeah. earned that thing. Hey, Not in the playoffs, ball. but one day kickball turn. No, hey, we'll talk we'll talk about what matters here on the show, Merriman. Let's break down some Vegas, Let's shall go. we? Right after this, stay tuned. That's enough. Pit road boats and whoa. Stick around. Going to Las Vegas. The round of eight kicks off. Chuck, there's only four races left in the season. I know. That's Does that crazy. make you excited or sad? A little excited. bit of both. Excited. Excited. Excited? Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> it makes me sad to see how fast time goes. Yes. Also, it makes you wear. We're going to be at Daytona. Yep. Before you know it. Larry Mack before will start that, his countdown. We're going to be going to Vegas. Yeah. For a. Good old-fashioned NASCAR race around a cookie-cutter mile and a half. This is a true test of where your stuff is. Straight-up speed. Now, Joey is the guy that stand out to me because my man can get it done at Vegas. Who won the spring race? Bowman. Bowman, yeah. the showman, beats the five on the green-white checkered. I think it's going to be interesting. I'd love to see him come back this week. I haven't heard. Don't know. Love to see Alex Bowman, the showman, make a return. Couple interesting fun facts of the round of eight. It's the youngest field. Average is the youngest field in playoff history. Also, uh, there's only two past champions in this round of eight, the fewest also in playoff history. Then the other one. Well, who who are those two? Kyle, well, not <laughs> Kyle's been Come out on. since like Chase, July. Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott Joe and Joey Logano. Logano. Come on. JoJo. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano have more cup starts than four the other four drivers making their first round of eight appearances combined. Christopher wow. Bell, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe with a combined 495. Wow. I just think – Changing like this, the guard. This whole season with nope. the next gen hmm? – Changing the guard. No? Nope. It's not? Yep. Okay. <laughs> 
that was that was the point. Say? That was basically the point that I was going to make. Make it was that you know this whole season has just shown that like with Bell winning and the whole thing it was like is this his moment to become that next guy? It's you're seeing all of these younger drivers evolve into where they should be in their careers at this point. Hmm. I mean, getting I mean, what did I say? Ten thousand hours to craft at your crap before he perfect it. We'll start seeing a lot of these guys. I mean, Ross Chastain's new to the scene, but he's been driving cup cars for a long time. Uh, stage two winner at Las Vegas, won the race seven times, the most of all tracks. I'm here so, for that. That's a, that's a good stat. That is a good stat. You want to be up there. You got to be up there at, at the end. I mean, There's going to be more strategy this year, though, depending on tire fall off, if you just do rights be, or lefts. Or... Early race, dude. 11.30 green flag. Huh. Out there time. Huh. Get Back your breakfast. Get your get, breakfast yeah, I'm going to get some steak and eggs and jump in there and get after it. I like – I mean, if I was in Vegas covering the race, I would be a big fan of that because – Would or would not? Would. Why? I like an early start. I like getting my day done, you know? Like, I do like in, the fact that get we'll out. get home at, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, 10 instead of like 4 o'clock when the, when the sun's coming up. Yeah. If you wreck early, you get home sooner than that. No, you don't because <laughs> you're waiting on everybody else. Rookie mistake. Yeah. Just yeah. finish the race. What's that next set, Chuck? What? the uh, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs Racing's next win is their 200th win, which could be would be the third organization at at least 200 wins. That's impressive. Yeah. Who gets Joe Gibbs' 200th win? Chris Danny. Bell. Nope. Danny. Danny does. You think Danny? Danny. Where at? Uh, Homestead or Martinsville, probably. Could be Phoenix. I think he's going to win the championship. So Still think so? Yeah. Think maybe Daytona next year. I mean, hey, we always say NASCAR has an unbelievable way of delivering on storylines. How would it be to get Denny's first championship, Joe Gibbs Racing's 200 win? Because Denny's the guy. Kyle, like, Kyle Busch ain't the guy. He ain't going to do it, which would be hilarious if he did. <laughs> Imagine I mean, that, that, that would be even better. I would love that for would be. I'd love for Truex to do it, too, because that'd give us 20 different winners on the season. Sure. I'm just you're saying. All, you're hard the on that. Yeah, like, I want that. that. I want stat. that so bad. There are 20 different winners. We won the All-Star race. It's 20 count. counts. It's 19 and a half. It's a race, and it's not, we won it's it. It's not a real race. So that's a race winner. <laughs> it only race. pays money, not points. It's a lot of money. A, it's pride. a pit stop heavy pride. race here. Yeah. If this one's not a pit stop heavy race, next week will be. Yeah, and if that's not, the next week probably will. Martinsville is not going to be. could be. You never know. I bet somebody's going to do a pit stop this weekend. I mean, a couple of them. Yeah. Yep. I feel like just on the like the sixty thousand foot view of Vegas, like to me it feels like that has been a track where Pinsky has performed pretty well. Well, you know who's performed there very well? Who's that? Brad Kislowski. Yeah. And that could He's, be a place where the six car and you could get your twentieth winner and you could be happy. I mean, look. There's Those a couple guys of people are hit that, or miss, though. I mean, Bradley was terrible this week. Yeah, because well, there's right and left. Yeah. Yeah. So do I, but I finished twelfth. Yeah, but you're uh, you're even better. No, right. you don't suck at road courses. You just stink. He sucks. That's uh, true. <laughs> I just think he sucks. Oh. No, I mean, uh, I'd I'd take that twentieth win from a a Truex, a Keselowski, and even a Blaney. Yeah, I take it from you too. I, I'm just saying, the, you know, poker chip. If you if you win at Vegas, if you win and spoil, and it's not really spoiling the playoffs, but if you win at oh, Vegas, be great. I feel like there needs to be a bet there because it's Vegas. Oh, we can't bet on the sport. Didn't you take your gambling glass? Not money. 
Like a prank, a practical, like something like. Merriman has to streak down a strip. Yep. And Chuck has to get a tattoo of your face. Oh, tattoos. Yeah. Anywhere, tattoo anywhere no, that we. My cartoon face that they use in those Bruno <laughs> yes. comics. Yeah. Can, it, can I get all four? Yes, all four. Yes. Okay. Like, I mean, I. I don't I want just my get face one. on your body. I don't want it either. No. But I feel like this is a safe bet to make. I want you to get oh, what? That's our, I want that's you to get friend. I want you to get four faces like no, peeking it, over like they like they're, they're looking like, over yeah. your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, like, like 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 my pants are the hedge and it's yes. Wilson from uh, oh, my yeah. Fingers, like Yeah, like looking over. If you win, I'll get uh, I'll get the the Bruno hey, sketch. We are staying week. out. Give me <laughs> some track position. I'm gonna get my elbows up, make I'll my get stuff crew like on the golf cart. On my butt. <laughs> that that can be the next uh, cartoon thing we do is me getting the tattoo. Oh, yes. boy. A tattoo of you getting a tattoo yeah, on your yeah, ass. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, I, I will shake on that. If you win that, if you win in Vegas, I will get that tattoo. You're getting the four of us yes. peeking over your britches. Yeah. <laughs> How much worse does 100 degrees in Vegas feel than 100 degrees in Darlington? It's a dry heat. <laughs> I think they both suck. So that's, you know how they always tell you, like, you got to make sure you drink water out there because you sweat, but you don't really know you sweat. You still sweat. But 100 degrees of Darlington, bro, is hot. 100 degrees of Darlington, you are soaking wet. Yeah. Thick. Yeah, Vegas, you just feel like a piece of beef jerky. How's the car drive different? Dude, the sun is just so hot. It's just like, it's just like you're in a dang infrared sauna, just like the whole time. Yeah. How's, what, how's it? How, does, how does the car drive different in 100 degrees at Darlington versus 100 degrees in Vegas. Equally as bad. Really? It all depends on track temp. Track temp, yeah. Right? Because, like, if it's direct sunlight. But the air density get... and stuff like that doesn't no. you can't feel it? No. The humidity is not felt by the Now, air. you'll make less downforce out there yeah. in Vegas, but it's all relative, right? So, like, you unload with the overall poundage the car is going to have pushing down is less than what it would at Darlington, but you're going faster, so it kind of offsets. Um, but the top at Vegas isn't great. Just the way the radius of the corners are, the way the middle of the track has some grip, but also the top of one and two is really bumpy. Uh, so you you'll never really see anybody rip the fence there and make a lot of speed. So you do see multiple groups coming to play at Vegas, uh, depending on that track temp. But especially now that you won't see it go from day to night like we like we've seen uh, to straight up day race, be hot and greasy. You'll see that top lane. Maybe not be dominant, but you'll see it come into play a lot. Who'd you pick? Uh, Joey. I think Joey steps up and gets it done, too. I'm going to go with the 22. I think the 12 might win. Oh, wow. Let's go, baby. I'm a, You know where I'm going. Homer. To Vegas. Yep, to Vegas. <laughs> going with the 7. Yep, I'm going with the 7. And then the playoffs, I'm going with the 12. I can't wait to see those myself peeking over your britches. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Saw a race for the championship this past week. Me and you were on it, sitting I right in this very it. spot. I didn't watch it. We were sitting right here. Was it good? Chuck, did you watch race for the championship? Say yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch it? Was it was a good show. Of good course. episode. How was it? It was good. I didn't watch this week. You well, were in it. Well, you should set your DVR. I was going to yep. say. Or, or when? Thursdays at, Thursdays at 10 on USA. Or. It's on Peacock it's now. It's on Peacock Friday mornings. Whoa. So I'm a peacock. peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, you can fly right to the app and watch Race for the Championship. Uh, I need to, I need to watch that one because that was Atlanta, right? It was yes. good. Yeah, was it? Yeah, and this week is Blaney Keselowski and Kurt Busch. So you might get a glimpse of yours truly on there. Yeah, 
over at the Indy Road Course and the last regular season race of the year. So that's episode seven. So that means they have three more to cover. They got two episodes, I believe, to get through the playoffs. Yeah, and then one is going to be over at Phoenix. Are they going to cover Ross Chastain cutting uh, through different angles of the racetrack to try to finish at Indy? Oh, he just took. He just took the Mario he took the Kart Joker lane. lap. Yep, he took the Joker lap. They might be a player. Hate the game. They might. Those episodes will also have uh, the kickball classic on there will because it? they were out there. Yeah. Love that. Oh, yeah. oh, we'll have a good little kickball cameo in there the week of Charlotte. Hopefully, unless they're like that's going to be on the cutting room floor. We aren't going to use it more than likely. But hey, you never know. You never know. It was a good time regardless. Uh, so there, there it is. No penny. For your thoughts, questions this week, we didn't have time for it. We just wanted to break down all things race and give you guys the nitty-gritty. But the Penny Staggers of the week, two of them both came to the kickball event. One, Nell from Detroit drove from Detroit early. She came to the race weekend. She was wearing a Quarter of the Joy shirt. Uh, but she drove from Detroit on the third, well, Wednesday, specifically to come to the kickball event and to stay for the entire week. Uh, so, Nell... You were the penny stack of the week. In addition to Maddie, it was her birthday. All she said she wanted for her 18th birthday was to come to Charlotte to watch our NASCAR race with a stop at Kickball Classic. So happy birthday, Maddie from Knoxville and Nell from Detroit. You guys are the penny stackers of the week. And as always, everybody else is always the penny stack of the week too, but specifically Nell and Maddie. Uh, Continue to send us in questions, hashtag penny for your thoughts. Like, download, share, rate, review, all the things. Because you're listening to it. So just give us a little something-something so they can say, hey, look, we got five-star rating today. Cool, guys. We appreciate you. And uh, you don't want to miss Spare Change this Sunday morning. Going to break down all things gambling in the Sin City. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks for Stag and Pit.